next legacy. All right, all right, all right, good people. This is Charles. I am Brandon Madison of Next Legacy Radio, and I have my beautiful guest. I mean, she does literally everything. When I say she has like 500 jobs, she literally does. And and I got to give her credit because I took a look at a lot of what she's doing. Went on, went on her website, which is www.marapropublishing.com, um, and just checked out her social media, her, her things that she has going on, and I'm impressed reached out to her because I feel like we need to put more positivity in the 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 stratosphere in regards to a lot of people doing things to grow, not just for her, her own individual self, but also to pay it forward and help the people as far as her business and what she does. And she's brought to you by Mara Pose on social media. You can follow her, hit her up, and I mentioned com. And I have the beautiful author, Mara Pose, on Next Legacy Radio. What's up, sweetheart? Welcome to the Hello. show. Hello. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you for that amazing intro. I'm not going to be able to walk out of here without a big head. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We're going to make room for that head, though, so we, it's okay. <laughs> it is all good. We're going to make room for it. We're going to make room for it. But, nah, true to life, true to life, like, you know, you've been on – I'm just going to tell a story before I start asking questions. I mean, you've been in my Facebook world for a little bit. But I've always seen you in action in terms of, like, the stuff that you post, super positive, thought-provoking, et cetera. And, you know, in a world where it's twisted, where there's so many different sideways agendas and things like that, I mean, I love breath of fresh air. I love self-reflection. I love when people post stuff that will either make me think or make me react in a way where it's just like, hmm, all right, I got to check myself or I got to look at the – the the pieces in place in order for me to either do better, show that and put that into action, and I love how people do it like that, and I and I gotta give you credit for that. So thank you for inspiring me too. I'm happy to hear that, and and no, thank you because that's what's most important to me is that it's resonating with everybody. I really don't want to just put. Mm-hmm. I think we have enough junk coming at us, all of this reality TV and all that other stuff. I I just feel like that's pointless. So just to counteract that and put some balance out there, I do want positivity, but it also reflects just probably these past seven years of just a a journey of healing and finding myself and finding my voice again and then just starting to dive into what I love to do, which is writing. So let's talk about that because, I mean, you're going to, you're all right, you're going to spotlight writing, but you're also an author, producer, podcaster. You are everything. People go on your website, they're able to see all that you do. So before you start talking about that, really, like, how did you dive into, like, you know what, this is going to be my business. This is going to be something that I want to, you know, set up for myself so I can be able to put this out there for the people. Like, how did you get started to find that niche that you wanted to do? You know, it really evolved over time. I, When I first set my mind to just writing and making it more a regular habit and trying to turn it into, you know, like a passive income, I started out with a blog. And then in that first month, it was like almost 500 followers and really started getting a lot of traction. And then from there, it just was networking, people finding my poetry or my blogs. And I wound up with the opportunity to host my own radio show on Blog Talk Radio. 
And then that evolved into, well, I wanted to move into podcasting. And so I got into podcasting. When people started listening to that, that's when they started reaching out if I could help with screenplays and ghostwriting. So it's just been an, an evolution um, just from, and I've just been following it. It's whatever opportunity pops up, and I just go with it. Well, I, I feel like that's an extension of who you are as a person because I feel like a lot of people don't really like, okay, you know, well, some people do. They may wake up one morning or, you know, wake up from a nap or whatever it is and be like, you know what, this is, this is, I had a dream about it or this is where I feel like the, the Lord is taking me in regards to this mission of, of, of paying it forward. But you were doing it in, in such a way where I feel like a lot of people literally have to not just listen to what you say, but, or do, but also comprehend as well, because you know, in life, a lot of people, and I'm still learning this too, and I'm in my 40s, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, you just pay it forward. Like, comprehend. There's differences in how you do it. You can listen. I can hear what you say all day. But if I can't soak it in and, and just really, you know, find that happy place where I can understand you, then, you know, what's the point? So communication, I feel like, is key as well. But as a business entrepreneur, because you and I were very similar. I came from the blog talk realm as well. Um you started picking up traction, but how was it in the early days, though? So was it just an audience of one or two, and then it slowly swelled? And, you know, how did how did that begin? And has people really got to you? Did they really just kind of, like, pick up and be like, all right, I, I, I got you. I'm going to start helping you out as far as growth. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, it's, it was slow going at first. It was a lot of um, follies, for lack of a better word. It was you know, trial yeah. and error, and then just trying to figure out, okay, how do I promote my work? How do I do this whole social media and looking, analyzing it and using Twitter and, you know, the ads and stuff. And then, again, it's just when people started reaching out. And my, my poetry, actually, I think is what resonates first with people. That has been the mm -hmm. majority of the connections that I've made because they've read my poetry. And so that even led into to the screenplay and screenwriting. And it just was, a lot of it is, I, I just say it's God. Literally, it's not me. Because some of the stuff, yeah. writing the screenplay and stuff, I don't know how I know how to do that. It just came to mm. me, and I can do it. You know, so I don't really take a lot of credit for it. It's just, it's, it's divine intervention here that's leading me on this journey. Do you feel like as a business owner and what you do from what you just said that not only does it and the mission is no longer yours to cultivate, it's really God's plan at the end of the day, but do you really feel that what you do can be a positive, not just impact on people and how they shape themselves, I guess you could say, but also shape the way that they conduct business? Because I feel like this. You know, there, there's a lot of people who really want to jump on that bandwagon, and they want to be like, oh, you know what, Mara got something cool. I'm going to go ahead and follow her but not pay attention. I just want to see what she got going on. Or, you know, there's, like, a, a, the weird agendas, like I mentioned, or whatever. But do you find that this this is easy for you to really kind of, like, navigate through because it's really not yours anymore? Anytime that you give a business out there, you, you really put it out there for the people, really. But do you find that it's, it's easier for you to kind of walk this walk now and just be like, you know what, I'm going to just keep doing it because somebody is going to really gravitate, elevate, 
and try to be a better person themselves based off what you do. Yes, absolutely. You know, a big part of it, and I say this in a lot of my writing and podcasts, is I want to leave a legacy to my children. I want to leave them something, mm-hmm. not just, you know, little trinkets or whatever. We, I feel like we are really bad at that, at setting ourselves, yeah. our, you know, our children up for the future. So that's also a big part of it. But, yeah, it is influencing people. You know, I'm, I'm concerned with this agenda of pitting men against women that's bothering me Mm -hmm. i see that all over you know the internet and stuff so if i just put a little dent in it one percent where it makes somebody think and step back and say hey you're right they are pitting us against each other how do i stop this how do i not be a part of that then to me that's really what it's more about than getting out there and trying to blow up and be a bestseller of course i still want that but there's just more than that do you wow you just you just hit on something that i feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to and i see it as well i see the men versus the women um women versus men however you want to put it and it's to me there's in the comments that that you see will raise your eyebrow to the point where it's just like this is the way people are actually thinking like it is they think it's really okay to divide when Mara, I feel like you know this. I mean, we've spent decades on decades, hundreds of years on that same path. It's just a different way of trying to divide people at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly it. And How do you... that's... Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I lost my thought there, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I wanted to I wanted to highlight that thought just mainly just mainly more I see it it's crazy to me it's crazy to yeah. me that people are on that page and you know a lot of people don't just take it upon themselves to be like look look we we all trying to figure it out we're all not perfect people we all have a path to go and until you figure that out yourself you're just going to continue to be that person that's going to comment off of negativity and uh-huh. influence because people can easily be influenced by nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, crazy. Yeah. It's-, it's very crazy. We do have a lot of sheep out there. And, you know, I was approached about that um, from somebody that I should be um, more controversial with my blog. They were willing to put some money behind it. But that's not who I am. You know, I, I don't feel the right. need to go out here and show out and bring negativity out there for what to you know, get a little bit of a buck, and then I'm feeling horrible. You know, I see those influencers who are just, like, trashing women and the ones that are trashing men, and it's like, we we have to stop this. It would be more valuable if we get on there and we just talk about our frustrations. And then how do we bring that together and stop the frustrations? How do we communicate better? How do we come together as a community instead of just going on materialistic stuff? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my soapbox for that hey. one. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Mar- I can my go guest on and on. Next Legacy Radio. <laughs> Listen, you and I, you and I both, and, and and back to your podcast though. Like uh, when you when you say you were approached by people trying to put money behind it and different things like that, and you have control over what you do, and I feel like that's always good, regardless of uh, you know who's trying to throw some money your way. What what has been the biggest I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, just let's just go positive. What is the biggest positive you see 
you know, since launching your podcast and everything. And then on the flip side to that, what's been the biggest misconception or neg- negative that's come out since then? So I would say the biggest positive is it does give people a platform to listen to because when I interview my guests, I let them know this is about you and this is about your work and what you're putting out there. But I also want you to share your journey. What's that pivotal moment that just kind of like what you asked me that made you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And so to just get mm-hmm. back in the comments from that, that, hey, this made me start writing, or you know what, I got into an acting class. Thank you for having, um, you know, Rolando Voice from The Shy on your thing, stuff like that. It's like that right. is just wonderful. I would say the negative side is probably the people who are trying to use my podcast and my writing to try to get next to me and try to hook up with me have no interest whatsoever <laughs> in networking with me or getting my material out there. So that's tiring. And I wish people would stay out of my DM because I cannot decipher when it's a networking opportunity or it's just some fool who thinks he has a chance. So please, <laughs> everybody listening, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, the occasional sliding in the DMs. This is a new way of, like, all right, you got to filter it out. Like, how do I how do I do it or deal with it or whatever? Do you get it more than normal, or do you just you just got to shut it, it down the pond? It's quite a bit, especially when what? I'm posting a lot more of my um, material. And don't let mm-hmm. me drop a selfie, and then it's all of a sudden, it's just floods of, of weirdos in there. So and that's, that's not trying to be conceited. That's just, that's just what happens, you know, and I think that's just for most women. Put a selfie on there, and you're going to get that in your inbox. But, again, I would love for it to be, if you are going to do that, be more respectful about it, and that way, you know, I can be respectful in turning you down. But mm. <laughs> it's just it, mm. they come at you just, you know, it's it's aggressive in these these um. You know, they're acting like little children on there. I don't know. Just stop. That's that's my message about that. Stop it. <laughs> Grown men acting like children trying to slide in the DMs is not the business in 2023, 24, no. 25, and forever. So get it right. Now, and, and I know, you know, networking is a little different because my approach to you was, Literally, I mean, I'm going to keep it true, slid into your Facebook message. And I was like, hey, I see, <laughs> I see what I see. And, you know, and I'm, I'm laughing because it's, it's, it's di- I mean, and, and people got to work it different. And I get it. Like, you know, people see, I mean, it's just a different way of communicating now. Um and I know it's tough to try to filter out everything that happens in regards to that. So I know just me personally, not not just my approach to you, but just in general when I'm either requesting interviews or doing certain things, I just want to try to keep it true um, for what the agenda is. And, and I always say, if, if, you know, if something clicks and it evolves off of that or whatever, then it is what it is. But, you know, don't let that be the reason because I look at it like this. And, and as a business owner, and I want to ask you this too, um, when people help people, I always feel like that's a great satisfaction and when it comes to not just black-owned businesses, but just businesses in general. Like, to me, I think it's vital because is it not 
our pension, that we have a successful business that we can be able to give to our family, our kids, et cetera, et cetera. And do you take that same approach as well when it comes to that? Like, it's my livelihood. So I think it's important for us to make sure that we keep it true. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's um, I'm glad you brought that up because it is exactly what I, I want people to follow their dreams. But I also want us to stop just withholding information and actually sharing mm-hmm. that knowledge. You know, like my grandfather, he shared so much knowledge with me just from even a, a young age. And I don't feel like we have that anymore. So what I try to do is, you know, every year I do my reflections and I I share, okay, this is how I've grown or whatever else. But I include in there not generalizations. I want them to know that, hey, I'm human too. You know, I I Mm -hmm. mess up, make the wrong mistakes or whatever. But the, the point is, sit in it, feel it, feel disappointed, but don't stay there. You have to get back up and you just have to keep moving. And so that's but if I encourage people to just keep going regardless, then I've done exactly what I set out to do. Screenwriting is a uh, part of your, your journey and your life and things like that. How many uh, screenwriting uh, assignments have you completed thus far in your career? So thus far, it's been five that I've completed. It was two, um, like, miniseries, and then it's been a couple of commercials, and then one was an independent film that I helped write for. I think in the future I would love to do more of that, probably not, like, Hollywood, because I don't feel like they are on creativity. They just want to remake, you know, junk over and over again. I want to go the more independent route and actually probably just Mm. start putting out my own movies. So that's a goal coming up, especially with writing. I feel like I write these books with the intention of I can easily convert this over to a screenplay. Okay. Okay. And if you, and if you have that as an assignment for yourself, uh, I mean, I I still find that fascinating because I mean, even as a a screenwriter, uh, you know, just getting to the point where your character developing and you're, you're setting like, you know, different scenes for, different directions that you want to take it. Um, how, how easy is that versus writing a book? Cause I find that challenging too, because you have to find a beginning, middle and ending, but also I find it like a, a super challenge that you have to, you know, literally character develop as you're going through the motions of your, your screenwriting journey. Right. Right. You do. And I, for me, it's easier on the screenwriting. Um, it's a lot less pages and it's a lot more descriptive. Yeah, I have dialogue there, but I am setting up a scene for you. So I do it in blocks. Whereas when I'm writing my books, that's a whole big world that I've got to make sure it comes together. And I'm remembering all the details and the nuances that I put in there. And if I'm going to turn it into a mm-hmm. trilogy, I really have to remember it. So for me, the screenwriting is easier than actually writing the books. Wow. Wow. That's different because I I would find it, well, they're, they're both challenging. Uh, the, you still have to find the, that, like I mentioned, the beginning, middle, end, but uh, I always thought the character developed was so like, okay, how's he or she going to be able to evolve so the the audience can be able to capture their journey, right? Like I, I look uh-huh. at specific things and I'm like, how do you how do you get from there to there so uh, your audience to, can relate? And I find it fascinating that you find that easier versus writing a book, actually. So 
Hey, I give yeah. you all the credit in the world. <laughs> I think it's mainly because though that's the kind of movies that I gravitate towards are movies with mm-hmm. character development or even TV shows, you right. know, where there's an evolution of that person. So I think that's more where why it becomes easier because I'm so immersed in those types of movies and and TV shows. What what has been your challenges? You have five screenwriting accomplishments under your belt. Um, what has been your challenge in regards to uh, just not just you know because you mentioned Hollywood, but you want to you want to do things yourself and have more control. Um, has there been any, any setbacks in regards to the development of what you're doing, or are you just for each one you continuing to get better as you continue to write? So for each one, it does. Um, get better. I do learn something new every time, but I think for me the biggest challenge is is you're not writing solo. You're writing in what's Mm -hmm. called the writing room. You know, there's a lot of different opinions in there. There's, you know, it's it's a little bit more backstabbing and and cutthroat and everybody's trying to shine over the other person. So that makes it hard because you have stress from that and you're trying to also bring together you know, a script with a ton of other writers, and we've got to bring that all mm-hmm. together into one. So that's that's hard. There's a lot of voices in there, and, you know, we all have our, our egos about our work, and we're sensitive about it, so that's the hardest part. Yeah. Author Mar Prose, actually, she's more than an author. She's a producer, podcaster, screenwriter. You can make sure you hit up MarProsePublishing.com. That is her website. Um, go, go take that. Learn more that you can and follow her on all social media platforms as well. And and I want to say when it comes to just as a as a as a person and woman, I've, I've been getting this, this these thoughts and and I just kind of want to want your take in regards to it, not just the industry of Hollywood, but just in general. Um, you know, had a had a couple different interviews with a lot of people in the industry. Um, Taraji's being a recent one, but she also mentioned that she had like, uh, you know, another podcast that she was on or she was talking about just the, um, the lack of pay versus um, men versus women as well. And that has become like a huge public uh, situation again. I know it's sensitive for a lot of people, but I just wanted your thoughts on it one. And do you see that? Uh, running not just rampant in the entertainment business, but just everywhere else. Yeah, it's, it is rampant in the entertainment, but it's also, you know, outside of here, I have my nine to five, you know, I'm a um, business systems manager at a a data intelligence company. And even there, um, you know, if if our, our male counterpart says something and we have a solution, they say it, it has so much more weight than if we say it. We have to to prove it, and I mean we have to go above and beyond to approve it, to get it approved and mm-hmm. prove ourselves. Whereas them, you know, they can just throw out ideas like, "Hey, yeah, let's go with it." And so, y- yes, it's it's frustrating. Um, you do have to just stand up for yourself. There's been things that I've turned down just because it's like I'm not going to be lowballed because I know what I should, what my worth is. So that's the thing. That's the right. hard part. It's like, you know, you got to make a living, but then I feel like for me, I have to stand up for what I believe in and what's right. Amen to that. I, I find it, I find it, um, and, and I've been part, a part of a lot of diversity and inclusion meetings with a lot of different companies throughout, uh, not just entertainment, but in the banking industry and uh, just 
you know, just in general, like being a part of these weird, the, the, the weird thing about it is we acknowledge it, but we don't do anything about it, which is really mm-hmm. sad in a lot of different ways. And the entertainment business, it's different. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to say or diminish anything that people do, but I think the entertainment business is a little different because if you, if someone has five movies and you only have two, um, you know, it's it's hard to try to divide, like, you know, who's going to get the most out of whatever. But on the flip side to that, I see more men uh, banking on more uh, movie deals, meaning they'll they'll get $10 million a, a, a film as opposed to the other person who is a female who's only getting three. And I don't understand that at all. It's just a weird cycle. But, uh, again, like I mentioned, Mara, if people are acknowledging it but don't do anything about it, where where does that leave us? Because someone's got to, something's got to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we do. And you know what? That's what I say too. When when these things like you know happen with um, George Floyd and Trayvon Martin, you know we do a whole bunch of rah 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 in the beginning, and then it dies off. Like it's like, and then you wait for the next tragedy, and then we're all up in arms, and then it dies off again. No, we got to be consistent mm-hmm. with this because if we're consistent, yeah. then we'll be taken more seriously and we'll be heard more. Because you think about it, I mean, we're literally we're crying wolf. And they were like, oh, just give them something, you know, give them a little parade or whatever. No, they'll be quiet. And then we do. We shut up. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go with the next little yep. Hollywood scandal that has nothing to do with anything, and we're distracted again. So I find that mm-hmm. frustrating, and I try to put that in my work, and I make sure I put that in my podcast because that needs to stop. It needs to change. we got to do better. Come on, Mara. You said the truth. We are kings and queens of rallying. We could rally when the issue arises and it's a hot topic and everybody's up in arms and you'll see it all in your hashtags and social media things and going out there and do everything else, but to keep it consistent and to keep it true when the lights are off or in this case, when the spotlight is no longer shining in general, that's when it gets real as far as how do you handle it? What can be done? And the people that do shout out to them, but also, the ones who don't need to look in the mirror and figure it out. Like, don't don't just bandwagon jump this situation. This this is a situation that is, you know, true to life. That's going to, you know, doesn't matter if you have kids or not. Like, that next generation is going to feel this no matter what you do. And I feel like, Mark, we've been, we've been generational babies when it comes to this. We've seen all the protests. We've seen all this stuff in action, but we still don't see much. So we have to change the approach to how we do it. Not saying that protesting is not the 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 thing i mean you can do that but what what's what's the next plan like how do we do something different than what we had before in order for us to have an impact and i always say stuff like this having an uncomfortable conversation having dialogue and just having a plan in place that we can be able to kind of set forth a different uh, way of of going about it and it's going back to what you are and what I am, we're, we're business people. We want to make sure that we build this business for our people, our next generation of people, hire and have control. And the more we do that, the more you're going to see where the responsibility is going to lie. And I think that's super important. It is super important. And it's super important for us to also remember we've got to stop being distracted in general. Because while we're out here worrying about Cardi B and Offset and them breaking up for the hundredth time, you know, they're slowly (laughs) taking rights away from everybody. There's women rights that are, you know, getting taken away. Texas here, you know, we're going to try to, I mean, if you look like you're Latino, you could get arrested. And, and, 
across the yeah. border. I mean, there's things that are going on besides these these empty-headed people in Hollywood. So it just like we got to pay attention. Don't look at the headlines either. I, I do read the headlines, but I read those small stories at the bottom. That's where the truth is. That's what's going on in the yep. world, and that's what should, deserves our attention and our voice behind it. I think we're only human when we do glance at a headline and either we're going to, oh, oh, this is going on, and, and you mentioned that, you know, breakups and different things, and I, you know, and I see stuff on there too, and I usually don't comment on it, but if I do, I'm like, you know, why is this news? And, Mara, where, where I feel like this, not just you doing podcasts and I'm doing the same thing, we're journalists, right? So uh-huh. there is so much, when I say fake news, Mara, it is it. There are so uh-huh. many people passing off, there are so many people passing off uh, uh, their skits as real-life yeah. situations or whatever. And to me, it's fake and phony, and I don't understand. Where did it go wrong when it comes to stuff like that? Because you and I, we probably come from the same cloth as I'm getting to know you, that, you know what, I just want the real that's in front of me, and then we could be able to comment off that. But it's different. What happened? Mm, I think it's mostly social media, and then it's just made people very, very lazy. You know, they, they want that instant gratification, and, and really, again, they're just gravitating towards either someone half-naked and twerking, or they're, you know, they're on the shade room, and they're talking and fighting in the comments about that, but we are missing out on this bigger picture and this bigger agenda out there that is affecting us and our children that are coming after us. And if we're not going to sit up here and allow ourselves to constantly be distracted, there's no hope for us. So that's, like, yeah. again, with my platform, and so I could go on and on about this. this. is a big topic for me, but that's what I get frustrated <laughs> about. <laughs> We've got to start using our brains anymore. We, we have some powerful minds in our community, and we've got to stop pulling together and just pushing back on this inequality that is still there that should not be there. Amen to that. People help people. I still believe in that. I still will not change based on what I see versus what I see via social media. I still feel like there's enough of us more out there that we can be able to change a narrative if we continue to stay consistent at what we do. And I, I commend you for the efforts that you're making to be able to, you know, make a dent in this entertainment and not just entertainment business, but just in business period. Um, you know, as a, uh, not just a woman, but a strong woman in the business mindset of you're utilizing this opportunity to be able to get a voice out that is very, very important for the uh, development of other generations that's going to come after you. So I think it's important. Um, You mentioned legacy earlier, and I think it's important as, you know, not just as a parent, um, but just as a a person who is trying to leave something for their children, um, what does it mean to you as your kids? You know, I want to say multiple. You have multiple kids, right? Let me make, make sure I get that right. You have, you have multiple? I have two, yes. I have two. Okay, you have two. Okay. I was, <laughs> just want to make sure, <laughs> right? With multiple kids, just, you know, how does that, how does that mean? What does that mean to you for them to watch you build this platform yourself? Because I think it's a, a, a great thing for your kids to see that you're trying to work on something that has everything to do with leaving them this behind, you know? Mm-hmm. That has been important to me. You know, I do fully believe in, um, I don't believe in the do as I say, not as I do. 
I, right. I lead by example, right. and I lead better by example, actually. And with my, my children, you know, I have seen the difference in them. I see my daughter's ambition, and she always, you know, reference back to me, Mom, you gave me the courage to do this. Mom, I, I want to be just like you. You know, my son, he's like the, my biggest fan, and he also comes to me, and he, he's making moves, and he's like, Mom, I remember when you told me, you know, it's chess, it's not checkers and stuff. So the fact that I'm leaving that with them and it's helping them, get to where they need to be in life, that is everything to me. And I continue to want to just set that example. You know, when my, I always tell this story, when I first put the Davenports out, it was a disaster. My books got lost in the snow. I had tried to do an app and that crashed. Um, it, it just, it was, it was a complete failure. And I honestly I almost gave up then. And then I just stepped back and yeah. said, okay, I'm going to take a year and, and, you know, learn what I, I should have done. So then I'm just showing them, you don't give up, you pause. And, and I tell them, there's no failure. It's just, oops, time mm-hmm. to pivot. That's it. There's no failure. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just pivot. I think it's always good to have your kids see the best thing that you're trying to become as far as just who you are. You're still learning as you go. And you mentioned you had these moments of, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this to the ground. I can't do this. Like, this man, I give up. Like, oh, my God, we have you. Oh, we have so much to relate to. I can't wait to talk to you online. But it, we have <laughs> we have so much in a sense where it's just like there's so much you just want to throw away. You know, it's just, you know, but at the same time, you gave, you can't throw away what matters to you. And what matters to me, and I'm sure you feel the same way, you may have two kids, but technically at three, you have your business, right? So that's like your right. kid as well. And I have one, I have one daughter and I have this business. So I still have two kids, right? So I think I would, you know, it, it's all about trying to be able to live for it as well as die for it at the end of the day. And I think this is what I want to, you know, live for so I can be able to give this to my daughter and my, you know, whoever whoever the future wife or in the family will be and things like that. And I want to make sure that these kids are inspired by it because they see the work that you put in. You probably, <laughs> like me, sleep very little but putting a ton yes. of work at the end of the day, right? Exactly. Yes, you already know. <laughs> but it's good, and I just How tell you- them too. But I'm also trying to just do balance too because I am very much a workaholic, um, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to step back from that because I don't want them to just get lost in their careers. You know, I, I explained to them that when I was married and with their father, um, my career was on the back burner. You know, I wasn't doing writing or whatever else, and it was just kind of, we just kind of went along with what he wanted to do. And so in this period of time, it's about what I want to do. So that's why it's like I'm exploring everything that I had an idea about or a dream about. And so that's why I don't, it's not me just forcing myself. I love everything that I do right now. But, again, I want them to understand how balanced, because they're going to have families, they're going to have children and stuff. Don't let that time pass you by while your kids are, are younger. Yeah. And, stuff. and you can enjoy the balance that you create when you do it too, because um, I think, you know, for the years that I've been doing what I'm doing with the nine to five and everything else, um, you know, there's a time where you just got to like, you know what, forget it. Stop. Everything stops. My kid comes first or the mission of what I got to do next come first. There's a way you can be able to kind of, you know, uh, let it let it be um, for the time being, so you can take care of whatever whatever's going on. But um, and, and I think they may not appreciate it now, depending on how old they are. But when they when they get old enough to know, oh, 
mom left this for me or dad left this for me, they may not want it fully, but knowing that they have it is going to be important too. And I think it's uh, important to be able to share that, share that with the kids because, you know, talent is talent no matter how it is. And the fact that they're witnessing it, highs and lows and all, I think it's a beautiful thing. So I just wanted to say that. I, I love that. Thank you. Yes. And it's, it's, I'm glad, again, that, you know, they're happy for me and that they're involved, you know, like the technical aspects of some of my books. My son has contributed to that, and he can act like an editor sometimes. Naya comes up with, like, my marketing. So it's already becoming a family business, and that's what I would love, Mark, to the publishing to grow more into where I could bring in even my sister or my mom or something, you know, and just keep it all in the family. Mm, Love it. Mark Pros, my guest. Next Legacy Radio brought to you by MarProsPublishing.com. And a couple more questions uh, before I let you go is, I mean, you know, been blessed to, to have a station and you know, play a lot of music in between that and, you know, all this stuff going on. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a, re- a music question. What's your best decade of music? Uh, the 90s. Mm-hmm. It would be the 90s for me. Okay. All right. And because? Oh, um, just because of the music that came out, I felt like that's when hip-hop really, really took off and started getting um, more respect. It started kind of getting cleaned up a little bit more, too, from the the gangster rap, and it was just my period of when I was in high school and and college and stuff, and it just brings back so many memories. I would say my second one, though, and I wasn't in that era, would be the 70s, because I would have loved to be in the disco era. (laughs) (laughs) all right all right i'm curious now more why why would you would love to have been in the 70s in the disco era why because (laughs) music is just great the the afros the you know i mean soul i mean there was just so much studio 54 and all this stuff i mean i don't want to do all the the other stuff that was going on you know the drugs and stuff but just to have been witnessed there during that time and people back then i think the biggest thing seriously charles is people dance and have fun i don't understand this lounge um concept where we go and we're supposed to sit around and order a drink and look around and do nothing like we could just be in each other's house so <laughs> for me, it would have been the dancing and nobody's looking around and making fun of each other. You're just having a good time and all that energy that's there. That's just gone. I don't understand this nonsense. <laughs> I'm in the wrong era. <laughs> hey, listen, I feel you, though. I feel you. But listen, but listen you're going to say the 70s. You're going to say the 90s. I've always had a soft spot for the 80s. Why have you? Why did you not mention it? At least acknowledge the A's. At least. Like you may, that may not be the <laughs> okay. best decade, but and listen. Okay, and that'll listen, be my and, third. And, and, that's my third. I, I, oh wow, your third. All right, and I, that's love, though. Respect, respect, because everybody's got their their entitlement to what it is, and I love the '80s for this reason, Mara. So I'm a I'm a speak up for my '80s. This was the okay. early birth of early hip-hop, right? So this was right, mm-hmm. you know, late 70s, early 80s was where it took off. But aside from hip-hop, let's, let's just, you know, everything was diverse. Like, I'm a diverse kind of music guy, right? So I love the, you know, old school Duran Duran's. I love Run DMC. Mm-hmm. You got to give hip-hop a little, little prop too up top. But also, Mara, the soundtracks to the movies for the 80s. 
What? <laughs> yes, I give you that. I do give you that. You are right. <laughs> every every single movie had a classic soundtrack to the eighties, and you can't deny it. It was just beautiful. It was beautiful. So I had to. I got to throw. I got to throw in my eighties in there somewhere. I've always been an eighties. You go back and listen to like old old radio shows that I had, I'm like, I'm always speaking up for my 80s, damn it. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. Got to speak up for the 80s. But well, I love it. it. I, one, I, so I give and that I to you. Your... 90s was a decade, I feel like, of, uh, you know, a lot of independence when it came to artists. Like, a lot of artists back then was shining based on the opportunities they were getting. There was spinoff record labels that was winning. You know, you had, like, you know, it was a subsidiary of a bunch of different, like, branches that was just so winning. And the diverse uh, culture of it was starting to become, like, really, really great. Um, and then somewhere in the 2000s, 2010s, I don't know where it fell off, but the 90s was really that diverseness of the independent artists and their thriving to become bigger and better. I saw that, and that was great. In the 70s, you're right, like, I mean, it was just full of love. Like, you go to a club in the mm-hmm. 70s, you was probably, like, music and dancing. It was just a, it was just a, yeah, it was a lot. It just felt like it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, <laughs> so I feel like that. a lot of fun. Like, instead of, like, standing around and looking at each other. I mean, <laughs> yep. you'd be home in bed, sleep, <laughs> and doing that. That's just such a waste of time hey, wait, for me. Hey, wait, hey, wait, Mar, <laughs> you're, you're in a you're in a club now or you're in a lounge, you know, and you hear music, and all all we're doing is, like, if you and I are there, we're just swaying back and forth in a chair. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, you, yeah. you know, what? We can't hear each other talk, you know, nothing. The food's usually not good. It's like, what am I doing with my life, you know, if I have time to just wait here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, straight up though, but no, you're 100 percent right. Like you know, you gotta, you gotta. It's it's a vibe. You you and I, we need to come up with a new business plan to have. Like we just don't call it 70s vibe. You got to come in on that vibe. If you can't do it, you can't come into our club. Just saying. Exactly. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't <laughs> give me that energy. You can't make it. Like, and they, you have to dance. This is a requirement. If you can't be on the dance floor doing whatever, then I don't know. <laughs> You're not sitting down all day in VIP yeah. just listening or looking at stuff. Like, nah, we don't do that. VIP in the 70s? What? What is that? Like, you don't know what that is? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> be a remake of Studio 54. You know, we're bringing all that back. So they love to do remakes. So we would remake. Studio 54. <laughs> Better watch out. We might bring that vibe back. Watch. We might hit people over the head with a new venture. So never know. Never know. You never know. Mar <laughs> my guest on Next Legacy Radio, brought to you by marpublishing.com. And um, just I want to give you an opportunity to give a final shout-out to the people. Um, this is going to be your, your blueprint of, uh, you know, telling people where to direct traffic as far as that goes, not just the website that I've been mentioning, but social media. So I'm giving you an opportunity to do shout-outs and direct some traffic to whoever you want. Okay. Well, of course, i got to give a shout-out to both my kids. And Mom loves you. Thank you for all the support. And then also to my mother, who actually has been just a, a 
big part of this journey and has really just always supported me, so giving her a shout-out. But I also just want to, aside from my social media, I have two books that are dropping on December 31st. One is the thriller, suspense thriller, The Davenport, The Battle of Wills. And the other one is a rom-com, The Queen of Marriage. And that is where I have taken all of my friends dating, the the catfishing and everything else, and put it in a a romantic comedy. So I think that's going to resonate with people who are in the dating world. So definitely you will be able to buy that on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And then lastly, uh, the sixth season of the Mara Pros podcast resumes in January. So tune in then for all new episodes and interviews. (laughs) And I might just have Charles on there, too. Hey, hey, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. All you got to do is call me. I'm ready to go. But um, can we can we come back and do a uh, do a you know because I want to purchase your your books. I want to read it. I want us to have a book club conversation in regards to that. I don't want to drop too many gems during the conversation, so we might have to shorten it. But I think directing traffic and talking about the book is going to be important. So I'm looking forward to not just purchasing it because I'm I'm going to do that when we get offline because it's available now to to buy, right? Or no, not until December thirty first. No? Yes, December thirty okay. first. All right, mm-hmm. I got. All right, I got to put a calendar uh, hit for for that purchase, and that December thirty first is next week, y'all. So we're gonna continue to push that, push that, push that when it's released. We'll get it. Mara, I want I want you to come back so we can talk about it after we're after I'm done reading it so we can have a discussion if you don't mind. Absolutely. I'd love that. Perfect. And um in closing, I just want to thank you not just uh for taking the time to hang out with me on Next Legacy Radio, but um becoming my uh my person, my go to and you're gonna see this in my effort. I'm not talking about just oh, she has a thriving business, I'm just going to interview her and I'm not going to say anything else. No, I'm going to put her website on my website. Um, I'm going to put her in there with the mix of the other partners that I do have. Shout out to Amazon, Walmart, and all these other companies that I do work with. But I just want to see you become a better you in what you're doing as well. So my efforts are going to be laced with yours in regards to, you know, connect who I know, what I can be able to do to add to it. I'm not trying to take away I just want to. I just want to do something where I can be able to pay it forward. Not just because I want something. It's because I see what you're doing and I see what you're trying to do for your kids and your family and your legacy. And I just want to be an extension to that. And I just want to put that these words into actions. And I just want that to be what it is. So I just really and truly thank you for um, the 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 blessing that you have given me about this dialogue. But just being able to get a chance to get to know you. Oh, thank you. Honestly, this is, uh, thank you for reaching out and, you know, being so supportive. It really means a lot. Um, we need more like you. So it's, it's nice and it's refreshing to have, you know, someone who just is really just getting to know you and to just be that supportive and be willing to just, you know, step out there and, and help your work grow. So my sincere gratitude to you. Thank you so much. Next Legacy.